With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Seven, no. Seven, zero. And seven, Chelsea goals. This game is going to be remembered for a long time by Chelsea fans. Although it was against an opponent that you need to take into account was Norwich City. Their Premier League success has not been vast. Um, and they do sit bottom of the table just like they were going into this match. but. Seven Chelsea goals in five years, you're still going to remember and talk to a Chelsea fan and say, can you remember when Mason Mount got a hat trick and Chelsea had seven goals in a game? Um, so this match, I would say, honestly, was historic. We're not setting a record for goals scored in a Premier League match. We're not setting a record for the most successful team in a game. But this match was special in the way of just absolute terrible from one side and magic from the other, honestly. I think, you know, that there's multiple factors that go into this. How unsuccessful a team can be and how unlucky a team can get from calls about offsides and onsides, from deflections into the net, uh, from players jumping off their lines when a, when a penalty kick is happening. Um nothing went right here for Norwich City. And obviously it was just a bad luck, a bad day for them at Stamford Bridge. But yeah, once again, seven goals. Welcome to the Talking Blues podcast, episode number 91. If you're a new listener, we're happy that you are joining us for this match recap. If you are an existing listener and are coming back once again, we're happy for you to join us once again. I'm Josh and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Alex and Peter. And I want to send it to them uh, for their 
first overall thoughts on this 7-0 Chelsea win performance? Well, like you said, 7-0. That's a lot of goals. That's more than that's more than double my usual prediction of 3-0, which if I was be here for the preview, I would have said. So, I would have been far off and I was on I was on the I'm usually on like the large side. But I mean, even though Norwich is at the bottom of the league, they have two points, which means you do have to keep everything with a grain of salt. I mean, they had kept a clean sheet their past two games, right? So it's not like they were like completely struggling. It was going forward where they were really struggling. They're d- defensively, they were kind of solid. And uh, uh, they were not defensively solid at all <laughs> this game, as you can see by the seven goals that went in. I mean, even without arguably... Our two best uh, attackers in Lukaku and Werner. I know Josh doesn't think Werner's our second best attacker, but I probably do. Uh, without them, uh, we still are able to create these chances. We're able to score seven goals. We're able to win penalties. We're able to get someone sent off, which, despite it being Norwich, is great because now we know, okay, even without these two people, we are still able to score goals. We are still able to create these chances. We are still able to win these games, even though we don't have this definite goal scorer um Callum Hudson-Odor played great going forward Mason Mount obviously played great going forward uh Kai Havertz wasn't particularly involved that much he's kind of continued to struggle it's not like he was bad I don't think anybody was really bad uh but he was definitely not one of the the people I want to point out Reese James was great again Ben Chilwell scores another goal I think that's his third in a row um I mean basically everybody played well uh, Loftus Cheek uh, played well. Jorginho played well. Govacic played well. Literally, literally everybody played well. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to point out somebody that played badly in a seven-zero win. I mean, defensively we kept a clean sheet, which wasn't too hard. We did have a little lapse of judgment uh, at one point. I think it was Chilwell tried to play a pass back, and it deflected off their striker, and it was a one-on-one. But of course, of course, Mendy saves it because he's Edward Mendy, and he's not going to give up. Uh, he's not going to lose a clean sheet to a team like Norwich. But overall, just a great game. We've played very, very well. And it's just promising to see that even though we're not, we're going to be without Luku and, uh, Luka, Luku, <laughs> Lukaku and Werner for uh, uh, not too long, but a few weeks probably, that we're still going to be able to create these chances, score these goals, and win these games, and play great attacking football. That game was so fun. We had great passes. We made great one runs. We had good finishing. Everything just went right for us. Obviously, we missed. We got some luck too. We got an own goal off of a, a terrible deflection. Uh, we missed a penalty, but Cruel uh, came off his line. But then again, we also could have scored more. Tim Cruel, uh, Norwich keeper, played very well. He made a few good saves that are, I think other keepers might have let in, especially when it's 7-0 and they're just giving up. But I mean, like I said, just overall, attacking-wise, very good defensively sound as usual it's just good for the next few weeks to know that we are going to be able to win games pretty well especially against bad teams which i think we have a a run of a few games where we're playing teams that aren't particularly great uh it's just good to see that we're going to be able to win these games without our 100 million dollar signing i mean peter you pretty much wrapped it you know talked about it all there i'm gonna go through each goal and kind of describe what happened what i liked about each one uh so kind of like a seven point thing here um, but Mason Mount obviously had that first uh, kind of half volley, really sweet strike from him from uh, just outside the box. Callum Hudson-Odoi, beautiful ball from Kovacic, kind of going 
uh, past the Norwich defense into Calum Hudson Odoi, who just slots it past Tim Cruel. Um, and then following that was the Reese James chip over the keeper, which him and Mason Mount kind of co orchestrated together. Ben Chilwell had a beautiful strike from uh, probably the left, maybe almost outside the box, but a little bit inside. Uh, very nice goal. And then obviously there was the own goal. It was like a Callum Hudson Odoi cross, went off Max Aarons into the goal. I, I almost think it went through Tim Krul's legs. Um, but yeah, that was a mess of a goal for them. And then obviously the penalty from Mason Mount obviously uh, did the first one. Tim Krul jumped uh, and then he slotted away the second one down the middle. And uh, and then Mason Mount just had a tap in at the end of the game as well to finish off his hat trick. Obviously, Norwich also got a red card in the 65th minute, which definitely didn't make it any better for them, let's be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was a great performance. In terms of the players I thought really stood out, I thought Mason Mount was excellent. I thought Kai Havertz was a bit below the par uh, yesterday when we were recording this. I, I do think also Callum Hudson-Doy was very good as well. I think him and Mount played exceptionally well. I thought Jorginho was very good in the middle of the pitch, and I thought Kovacic had a pretty decent game as well. Um, but obviously, he's a very standout performer all the time. But uh, Jorginho definitely had a good game especially since they weren't really pressuring him at all. And really where you see mistakes from Jorginho is when he doesn't have a lot of time. But when he has five minutes to look around, survey, and pick out his pass, that's where he really thrives. And they gave him about 20 minutes today uh, or yesterday. So definitely uh, impressive from Jorginho. Defensively, there was no test, right? So you can't really say, hey, you know, they played well. They didn't play bad. They played, they played good. They played bad. Mendy obviously came up with that one good save, but besides that, there was no other like defensive blemishes or anything like that um, because really they just didn't test us whatsoever. I don't even think they had a corner the entire game. Um, in terms of, I mean, everyone else I thought was, you know, very good, like you said, Peter. One one other thing I want to point out, tactically how Tuchel changed it a bit in this game. We saw Reese James, we saw Ben Chilwell tuck in and then we saw Mason Mount and Callum Hudson Odoi kind of fill those roles on the on the wings. Um, so kind of like overstack the midfield, kind of like how Pep does uh, with Cancelo and Kyle Walker uh, at City. So kind of interesting to see him implement that tactic into a three in the back uh, with the wing backs tucking in and then the attackers dropping and going wide. So we'll see uh, if that tactic continues from Tuchel and maybe some more games coming up. Yeah, and uh, I mean, kind of just a um, a statement I'm about to make here. That that's pretty obvious. I thought the Gibson red card honestly was just just out of exhaustion and um, annoyance at that point. You know, he was already on a yellow and kind of just went into Reese James with no second thoughts. Um, not blaming him. I don't really care because it put them down to ten men, and he's going to miss another match. So. Uh, just one thing, I don't know if you guys went to, but I just wanted to point out, and I think that was just a sign of aggression at that point, just just due to annoyance of how poorly they were playing. Uh, Norwich City, I would say they do have a case on their hands now. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say the manager is in doubt, but obviously uh, after a 7-0 loss, that, that, that's, that's tough. That's tough. That's all I'm going to say. I think they're booking their tickets back to the championship. That's all I'm going to say. Looks like it as a 23 to three shots and then 13 to one shots on goal uh, in that match. Like you said, Alex, not even a single corner. 
um, in, in the entirety of the match. So, um, I, you know, honestly, I, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, like seven goals is, I would say, a little bit even more than a blowout. <laughs> but um, I will take that because that really does help us where we need uh, goals for. <laughs> honestly, the goals for to goals against, that actually really helps us out in the, uh, in the table uh, if it does come down to that because right now, Chelsea do still sit in first in the Premier League table, although, uh, you know, the teams behind them, Man, Man City, Liverpool, are, you know, very close. And if the goals for is a necessity, um, you know, down the stretch, the, you know, these seven goals kind of helps us out. We are recording this Sunday morning, though, here uh, in the U.S. So the Man United-Liverpool match, which starts at 11.30 a.m. for us, has not happened yet we're recording it a little bit earlier West Ham Tottenham's playing Brentford Leicester City's playing uh Leicester City's up 1-0 and West Ham and uh, Tottenham are tied 0-0 obviously that that Liverpool uh Man United match is the one we're going to want to look for as Liverpool is four points behind this with 18 we have 22 and then with Tottenham obviously right now they're in the 0-0 match uh them and West Ham obviously that's another one as well because uh, they're well. Tottenham's at sixteen points, West Ham's at at fifteen. So that'll be another thing for the for the top half of the Premier League table. So yeah, I'll go through it right now with nine matches played. Chelsea sit in first once again in the Premier League with seven wins, one draw, one loss, twenty three goals for, and three uh, goals against now, and twenty two points. They have won four of their last five. Obviously, the loss against Manchester City. Um, you know, was that loss, but it is what it is. We still sit, we still sit nicely in first. And obviously we look forward, uh, to a match this week against Southampton. Now this is in the EFL cup, the round of 16. So our lineups could be a little bit different as the EFL cup isn't the, the biggest, uh, you know, I, I would say tournament, I, I guess that we compete in. So, I mean, take that with a grain of salt. I don't know what you want me to say there. Another easy-ish opponent that we're going to be playing next weekend, Newcastle United, who all sit at the bottom half of the table. So right now I would say it's just easy sailing as long as we don't do anything too crazy against Newcastle United, which uh, I think it was last season, right? Was was We, we had a little bit of a, a tough time playing them. So, well, well, you know, you'll get that preview later in the week. But anyway, uh, for right now, I guess I'll send it to you guys with... Um, your lineups for this match, Tuesday, October 26, 2.45 p.m. EST. That's uh, 7, 7.45 um, for for all you in the U.K., yeah. 7.45 p.m. for everyone watching in the U.K. So, anyway, you guys can start off with your lineup predictions. I think, I don't remember, Is I th- I'm pretty sure Kepa, is Kepa the cupkeeper? Yeah, I think so. Okay. At least okay. last year he was, right? Yeah. So I guess I'll put Kepa in net. And then at the back, I think Rudiger, Christensen, and Chalaba. All right. So I'm going to go Mendy. I'm going to go. I mean, not Mendy. Sorry, Kepa. I'm just so used to saying Mendy at this point. Um, Kepa. I'm going to go Chalaba, Christensen, and Malang Sar at the back three. Left wing back, I'm going to go. Ben Chilwell and right wing back. I'm going to go Reese James again. Uh, and then in the center of midfield, I'm going to go Saul and I'm going to go Ruben Loftus-Cheek. 
Oh, Peter, I thought you were going to do your, uh, your, <laughs> your back line or you did your back line, your midfield. Okay. Um, I, I guess I'll go now. I, I think that, uh, who will get the start is going to be, and I think it's going to be Keppa. I mean, that shouldn't be a problem. Alex, I had the same thing as you actually back line. Melanxar, Christensen, and Chalaba, similar to what we saw a couple weeks ago uh, in our Premier League match. Midfield, Reese James, and I was debating Marcus Alonso, but I'm going to also go Ben Showa on the left side. And then I'm going to have Ross Barkley uh, and Ruben Loftus-Cheek in the midfield. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's my midfield. I was going to go on to my front three, but I'll, I'll let you guys go. My midfield, uh, I think Reese James definitely starts. I think in the middle, I... There's a lot of, I mean, for when, at the beginning of the season when we thought we didn't really have any midfield depth at all, now there's actually a bit of a debate in who we should start. I think Saul should get a start, uh, and next to him, I like Ross Barkley as a shout, kinda, but I think it'll more likely be Loftus-Cheek, so Barkley and Loftus-Cheek, and then left wing back, I feel like, I feel like you can't not start Chilwell. You can't bench Chilwell with a formies in, so I think it'll be Chilwell out there. So Chilwell, Loftus-Cheek, Saul, Reese James, and then front three. I think if Barkley doesn't play in the middle, I think Barkley would play in the front three. So I think Barkley up there, along with... I think Kai Havertz will play again to try to hopefully get a goal, uh, get, some, uh, get some more on form. Uh, and then... Um, other one, let's go Calum hudson Adore. He played well, and hopefully he can continue to play well and just continue to build form. For my front three, I'm going to go with Ziyech on the right, Ross Barkley on the left, and then Kai Havertz again up the middle, um, and that'll be my front three. Score prediction, I'll do that before Josh gets to his, um, you know, want to get ahead of everyone. I'm going to go 2-0. That's going to be my score prediction, 2-0 Chelsea. My front three, as I haven't mentioned this already, uh, we will not be seeing Timo Werner and Romelu Lukaku after they missed this match this weekend. They will be out probably for a couple of weeks. I know Alex was giving me the the, the pre the pre podcast report. I think it's Werner's a few weeks, Lukaku it's a couple weeks, but uh, just for this match and the matches, obviously uh, for a little bit, we will not be putting them in our lineups and we won't be seeing them on the pitch. So with that being said, my front three is Mount. Havertz, and I think Akeem Ziyech gets to start here, gets some playing time, uh, and is able to do what he wants to do, I guess. I don't know, I don't know what I was going to say there. And, and then you could also see some, some subs in this match as well if we have a, a good lead on Southampton, although I'm interested to see uh, how we play them this week. Oh, and my, uh, my score prediction, excuse me, is going to be a, let's see. Well, I just said, let's see how we play them. How will we play them, Josh? We will play them well, and we will get a 2-0 victory against Southampton on Tuesday. Well, if you've ever listened to this before and heard a preview, you're never going to guess what my prediction is. 3-0 Chelsea. Callum hudson Adoy, Russ Barkley, and Hekim Ziyech from a sub. Okay, now I have to do mine because obviously Peter went into the, the, the um, what's it called, the individual scoring predictions. So I'm going to go Kai Havertz and Ross Barkley as the scorers. All right, and uh, with that, we appreciate you listening to this podcast. Obviously, please go follow us on Twitter at TalkingBluesPod. Subscribe wherever you are listening. Five stars, we would really appreciate it. Also, 
shipitstudios.com slash talkingblues. That is, once again, shipitstudios.com slash talkingblues. That is where you can find all of our links to the podcast, um, and that would be great to follow us there. Also, we have a TikTok at TalkingBluesPod. That's the TikTok. And then hopefully starting the, the YouTube up, like I said, in, I think we said November, Alex, last episode. So yeah, early November, uh, be sure. We'll, we'll probably link it at the end of episodes or in the beginning or whatever. We, we will definitely announce it in the beginning of an episode if it does and when it does create, when it is created. There we go. You're so like reluctant. I don't know if that's the right I'm word. Very reluctant. I'm very nervous. Yeah, I don't know why. But anyway, uh, very nerve wracking. That's why you realize I'm going to keep on saying it uh, until it's in existence because we yeah. will have either our episodes on there. We're kind of figuring out what we're going to do, but most likely our episodes will be up there. You can also find, you know, we'll, we'll probably do like little match recaps, if not player profiles on, you know, in a video format. Highlights maybe could also be, you know, just some, just some stuff. Uh, you know, five to 10 minute videos on updating you with Chelsea information, news, injury updates, all that stuff uh, that we rather not fit into a podcast because either it's not enough info or it's too much info. We like to put that out on the YouTube so we can able to give you, we're able to give you all the Chelsea content. Anyway, before I uh, completely ramble on, I would just like to say once again, thank you so much for listening and we will see you later this week uh, for our recap of the Southampton match. And also preview to this weekend's matchup or this next weekend's matchup against Newcastle. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.